0: I always like it when people just dive straight in with the podcast instead of like these really shitty um, intros that last a little bit too long and then loads and loads of adverts and sponsors and things. And I just think, oh my God, just stop talking. I want to just, I want to learn what I want to learn. I want to listen to people speak. I don't want this fucking nonsense. Uh, so that's what we're going to do, minus these 20 seconds of me just waffling on. Um, so today I'm going to talk about the effects of caffeine uh, in some potential substitutes um and there's a there, there is a lot to go into this but i'm going to try and just skip over some some stuff and, and briefly outline things uh, or maybe give you a reading list or something i don't know because i could waffle on about it for hours and hours and hours uh so um yeah if you're one of these people and this is myself included who's just like caffeine all day long you really are like selling yourself very short on this because like there's there's not a lot of need to over caffeinate uh, and if you feel like you need to caffeinate a lot not a lot there's probably something physiologically going on that, that like means you shouldn't be doing that if you feel tired all the time and you need to caffeinate all the time like that's something that you should look at because you're relying on an external source to provide you energy which isn't great um but yeah, like if you're if you're similar to me who has like six coffees a day, maybe a monster, like uh, I remember talking to a doctor and she asked me how much my caffeine intake was. Uh, like the recommended dose is around 400, like upper dose, the upper limit is 400 milligrams a day. And I told her that I take over a thousand, so like a gram, uh, and she was a little bit speechless. Uh, but then you have to think like, what if I have four coffees a day, then a can of Monster and a pre-workout like that's easily a thousand milligrams of of caffeine uh, and do you know what it is it's fucking not good for you <laughs> uh, so if we talk about like right the physiological effects of caffeine what does it do mainly increases your heart rate that's like honestly pretty much it it has some like psychoactive effects as well it's slightly nootrophic effect or nootropic effect uh In the sense, it'll help you focus, but the main things are it's going to increase your heart rate. Now, if you're using caffeine as a drug to kind of like you've got some work to do, you're going to sit behind a laptop, so you're going to have a coffee. Do you need an elevated heart rate to do that? Like, no absolutely not Uh, and what are the things that come along with an elevated heart rate like so if i increase my heart rate typically i'm going to increase my rate of breathing typically increased heart rate and breathing uh, breathing rate are going to increase my body temperature if i was to tell you somebody was um breathing quickly they were they had a really fast heart rate and they were sweating what would you think they were doing Easy with that question as well. Like, like, they're symptoms of exercise, aren't they? They're symptoms of being physically active. Never told you that the exact same symptoms. You know, they're breathing really heavily, uh, they have a really fast heart rate, and they're sweaty, and they're just sat there doing nothing. That's really symptomatic of a panic attack, and or symptom of anxiety, that kind of thing. And that's essentially what we're forcing on our body when we take loads and loads and loads of caffeine on a daily basis to do really medial jobs that don't require caffeine. Contextually, it's a really poor drug for that choice. Uh, and there are better things. We'll go into that a little bit later, but I just wanted to, to bring that up that it's simulating something that you're not doing or it's helping something that you're not doing. Now, caffeine, if you were to take it pre-workout, Fucking great. When do do you want an elevated heart rate? When do you want to be breathing heavier? During exercise. Exceptional time to use caffeine as, like, a performance aid. Sitting down at your desk to do emails. Terrible time to use caffeine as a performance aid. So if you are drinking a lot of coffee, purely because you like the taste of coffee, just fucking phase out, like, into, like... Uh, caffeine-free or decaf, that's what it's called. That's how much I use it. I couldn't even remember what it's called. Yeah, phase it out into decaf coffee because it's just a much more suitable um, a suitable drink for, for the task that you've got. You don't need an elevated heart rate. You don't need caffeine for this job. If you're using it for mental focus, you're missing the mark huge, like massively. There are loads of other things that can improve mental focus that we'll touch on later on. Uh, that are much better than caffeine for that job. Uh, Caffeine's also quite, I struggle to say this word, dopaminergic. It's quite dopaminergic. It releases dopamine. So it does have this slight addictive um, element to it. But the thing with dopamine is it's also down-regulated. So... Our body has this thing called homeostasis where it likes to stay the same uh, and it will try its very best to stay the same and the, the methods that it uses to stay the same are called allostatic loads or allostatic events or whatever you want to call it. It would be called allostatic load depending on it but allostasis is what you actually do to stay the same. So for example if my Body temperature was too high, and I started sweating. My body temperature being too high, my body recognizes homeostasis needs to get back down, so it starts sweating. The the response is the allostatic thingy. Uh, what was I fucking talking about? Oh yeah, something about something about caffeine and coffee or something like that. Yeah, the dopaminergic effect. If you continually boost dopamine, and you continually boost dopamine, the receptors that like pick up dopamine model themselves off the previous one and if they constantly think dopamine is in the air uh, in the system they need to down regulate that slightly so that you don't end up just getting totally fucked off dopamine over and over and over and over and over again or will fucked up off really like simple things so if dopamine wasn't down regulated we would just end up off our tits on caffeine all the time so like a coffee would have the same effect that it had the very first time you ever had caffeine you'd be fucking wired all the time and this is essentially uh, the mechanism behind cocaine cocaine isn't down regulated well no it is actually that's wrong dopamine is just really powerful that's no, not dopamine fuck's sake uh, cocaine is just really powerful dopamine inducer but again everybody knows you have that first little bit everything feels great then you need a little bit more and then you need a little bit more and then you need a little bit more in order to get the same level of effect and that's because dopamine is down regulated so So that's a thing, (laughs) coffee being a little bit dopaminergic uh, means that it is addictive and the chances are, if you have one a day, you're probably gonna end up having two a day and then you're probably gonna end up having three a day and it has this little cycle. It's also very ritualistic, like I don't wanna take away anyone's morning coffee because that morning coffee is the nicest thing in the world to me uh, and I absolutely need it. In fact, I actually have three usually. I have one before I get to work, one when I get to work and then another one at some point. Which I've been trying to cut down to two because, let's face it, I don't need three. I just like it. It's the ritual behind it. So I should really swap that out for decaf. Uh, And that ritual has a really profound effect. Like If you're used to making yourself a coffee before you go to work or before you do this thing, that kind of... uh, dominoes onto everything else if you upset the ritual your brain recognizes this as kind of like whoa hang on about a second something's different i'm just going to be hypervigilant for a little while because something's different uh but yeah all i wanted to touch on there was essentially that caffeine is dopaminergic and it will become a, it does become addictive more so because um you're trying to chase the next the, the, the same high uh, and the ritual effect behind it, you kind of like, you feel like you need it. Uh, if you have a coffee before you do emails, you feel like you need the coffee before you do emails, etc. So the context behind caffeine is that like, it's a physical performance aid. It's not a mental performance aid. And as a mental performance aid, it's very poor because we're looking at, when we're choosing supplements or something, we should be looking at what has the biggest trade-off. So everything has a cost. Everything costs something else. If, um, if I want to train at the gym and I want big muscles, that's going to cost me a lot of hours in the gym, a lot of pain, a lot of uh, doms, a lot of time. Like, What are the negative side effects of that? versus the positive ones and if i deem it like uh do you know what i can handle that then that's cool now with caffeine unfortunately there's a lot of negative side effects like it is a gut irritant so you you can end up with a lot of gut problems if you're over reliant on caffeine uh insomnia becomes a problem and i don't care if you're one of these people who's like oh i can have a coffee before i go to bed and i still fall asleep good for you you're a fucking moron because there's a very physiological response going on there and that physiological response is wakefulness so even if you can't fall asleep you're not getting good quality sleep so just stop having a fucking coffee before you go to bed you're just being a tosser that's that's literally that apologies to anyone who is having a coffee before they go to bed but yeah you're being a twat with it Uh, so even though you might have like a really high caffeine threshold because you've had so much of it there is still a physiological response going on there the increases wakefulness so you might be able to go to sleep but it's going to be shit quality sleep guaranteed 100 guaranteed no matter what your apple Watch says guaranteed it will be shit quality sleep uh, but yeah the trade-off with it, it's a gutter it can cause insomnia and um, if i was to let's go back to the sweaty guy who has fast heart rate in in thingies uh, if i was to say you're sweating your heart rate's fast and you've got uh, a really high breathing rate like That's pretty much anxiety. And given the context of where you are, how can I word this? Given the context of where you are, you're at work. Let's run through a scenario. You're at work. You don't really want to be there uh, because sitting behind emails isn't what everybody really wants to do. Uh, So you've already got this like, "Mm," connotation with it. This, "Mm, I don't really want to do this. You're then stimulating the effects of adrenaline in like giving yourself this high heart rate, giving yourself this high breathing rate, getting your body temperature up, is that more or less likely to be associated with like a euphoric, yes, I feel fucking great, I've got so much adrenaline, let's go for it? Because my experience and my thought process would be that if you feel shit and you're in a negative headspace and then you stimulate these things, you're kind of just reinforcing like worry and anxiety and you're putting these things together in possibly the least beneficial way that you possibly could like you are reinforcing this uh negative state with adrenaline now transfer that into the gym you know you've got a big lift coming up your heart rates up you're breathing heavy talk like there's some fucking cool music playing totally different experience like the context behind it is completely different like it's it's there that situation would be using caffeine at the right place at the right time you're, sim- you're simulating adrenaline excuse me i'm just burping that snuck up on me that one and it smells disgusting great uh yeah you're simulating adrenaline and you're associating it with a positive experience so you feel excitement if you simulate adrenaline and get all the physiological effects of anxiety and and you like contextually put that with a negative experience, you're going to experience anxiety. So it's no real wonder that we do get these kind of like cycles repeating themselves because if we remember dopamine, sorry, dopaminergic, uh, it makes us feel good for a short period of time so what do we do we have another coffee to try and make us feel a little bit better despite the fact that our oh, heart rates already racing, and we're already feeling a little bit anxious we'll have another coffee because we want to release that dopamine uh, and it's just like a self-serving cycle like you'd be shocked at how many people say they have anxiety who like have six or seven coffees a day like no fucking wonder go figure like seriously figure it like that this isn't a mystery uh, yeah <laughs> Mm, it didn't cut out there i was just struggling on what, what i wanted to say next there are most definitely cases where people can take a whole lot of caffeine like you take somebody who's a fucking a brickie they 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 do a lot of physical activity they spend all day lifting bricks chucking them over roofs or whatever manual laborers do i, I would not know i would not know uh, They then go to the gym. They then walk the dog. Like, there's a lot of physical activity going on there. They can probably get away with having a lot more caffeine than somebody who is sedentary. Like, if you're having a stimulant, use it. That's the context behind everything here. If you have a really physically active job, you could probably get away with using a lot more um, caffeine. Because it's going to be spent, if that makes sense. Like... If it's not spent, it's just gonna push other negative connotations. But if you're using it in a physical context, then that's fine. Well, I wouldn't say fine. There are probably still better methods, but that is a more appropriate use of that drug. Cool, yeah, so let's go into what potential alternatives there are. So if we take the context of you're know you behind work and you do not want to stimulate all this anxiety-inducing chemicals, which is what caffeine will do, Uh, you don't want the physiological effects of it you just want that pure mental focus well there is a branch of drug specifically designed for this nootropics that's n-o-o-t-r-o-p-i-c-s nootropics and these are essentially psychoactive drugs these are these are anything that has a i want to say positive effect on your brain and your ability to focus Uh, things like L-theanine is a nootropic that actually nullifies the effect of caffeine so it actually like curves it off so you don't get these jitters it lengthens it out uh, makes the to, to quote fucking Boris Johnson it flattens the sombrero what can't what a cunt uh, but yeah it flattens the sombrero out a little bit so that you don't get this massive peak and crash you get a little bit more of a smooth ride so l-theanine if you were super addicted to coffee and you really don't want to have a decaf for some reason uh some macho reason i drink lots of coffee yeah uh yeah take l-theanine as well and that'll just smooth that out a little bit it might stop you from feeling as fucking rotten all the time uh, but that would be an example of a nootropic because it, it it has an effect on your brain chemistry, a positive effect on your brain chemistry and your ability to focus. Other things like I'm sure you've seen this in Holland and Bart and stuff. What is it? Ginkgo biloba. I always call it Ginkgo balboa or Ginkgo balboa, but it's not. It's Ginkgo biloba, uh, which is just like a an adaptogenic herb, essentially. And by adaptogenic, what I what I mean is it's it helps you with your ability to deal with stress. So. If I wanted to focus a little bit more, I would be looking more towards that category of supplement, in seeing if you can, if you like hot drinks, fuck it, can you get it in a hot drink version? Can you get it in a in a drinking version rather than taking tablets? In fact, my protein do a uh, a daily nootropic, which is like ashwagandha, lion's mane, and things, uh, which are all again adaptogenic. Thingies, so they help you not only focus a little bit more, but they also help you to deal with the stress. So you don't get as many free radicals, you don't get as many uh, or as many negative consequences of stress as you would if you were to increase your stress by taking more caffeine. So yeah, I would be looking more towards that side of things, things, uh, things that are going to assist me in dealing with the stress and help me recover a little bit better, but also going to give me that clarity of focus with. Out the negative side effects so yes caffeine will give you great clarity of focus but it also brings along these negative side effects that you don't want and that's the cost of caffeine that's it's too much it's too much for that job I'd be looking at hey what's not gonna increase my heart rate what's gonna give me a little bit more or a little bit less brain fog not gonna increase my heart rate and have very little other negative side effect that would be the my drug of choice for that uh, Things like Nupept, uh, I'm not going to advocate illegal drugs here, but Nupept is a branch of nootropic uh, following the racetams, which is like, or the racetams or whatever you want to call them, uh, which is essentially like the the gold standard of nootropic at the moment. Google it, learn a little bit about it. I'm not going to advocate it or tell you where to get it from, just Google it and learn a bit about it. Uh, it would That would be my go-to, that would be where I would look. Um, but yeah, these other nootropics like my protein have them uh, are just really gentle, really simple and help you deal with the actual stressor as well. And I don't mean like emotionally, it's not going to counsel you. It just, it does some physio- cool physiological things that are going to downregulate stuff so that you can not spend all of your time in this fight or flight response. And I know everybody's sick to death of me fucking talking about this fight or flight response, but it's literally everything you do is either going to, pr- it's going to promote one level of your nervous system it's either going to push you more towards a fight or flight response which we don't want to be in all the time we want to be in a fight or flight fight or flight try that again we want to be in a fight or flight response when you're exercising or when you have to run away from a lion that's when that's useful we want to be in our symp- uh, parasympathetic or rest and digest nervous system the rest of the time literally All of the other time. So the less time you spend in that sympathetic fight or flight response. The better. Caffeine is going to push you into that. That's an activity that is going to push you closer towards fight or flight. Why? Heightened heart rate. Heightened breathing rate. Imagine if you're on a rugby pitch and someone's like sweating. And they're breathing really heavy. Do you think they're chilled? Probably not. Probably not. But they're what we're stimulating with caffeine. Uh, yeah, I've gone off gone off on a bit of a fucking wander here. Anyway, I'm going to let it go cuz it's 20 minutes of my life that I'm never going to get back that you're never going to get back. But well, hey, but yeah, I would look to more more towards the nootropic effect with things, uh, which you can 100% have a Google, Reddit's a good place for this to to learn a little bit more about. Um, I would also look towards something like a choline supplement. Choline is a neurotransmitter in your brain that is essentially used for learning stuff and for focus. If you're taking a nootropic, you're getting better at learning, you're using more choline, you probably want to supplement additional choline to, to match the demand to match the increased demand for it now it's worth noting with this you don't want to take nootropics all the time forever run these in cycles if you have a particularly stressful time take some adaptogenics and some uh nootropic type of stuff to deal with that current stressful time or to help you deal with that current stressful time rather than relying them just to like oh i've got to wake up and send one email we'll just fucking wake up and send an email like you don't need an ergogenic aid for that you don't need assistance to that if you do something's gone very wrong with your brain chemistry if you can't if you can't open a laptop without the assistance of caffeine something is wrong with your brain chemistry like you you have fucked up uh, it's worth noting here as well like when we're talking about brain chemistry if you overstretch your muscles oh well you know you get a sprain you get a tear Very worst case scenario, you tear the muscle off the bone and you've got six months out. Oh, well. If you overstretch your neurochemistry and overstretch your nervous system, you can literally develop personality disorders. Like mental breakdown is a very real thing. Burnout is a very real thing. Um, You can put yourself in very, very dangerous places that take a lot to come out of by overstretching your neurochemistry so taking things like lion's mane or um, uh, ashwagandha in like this ginkgo balboa more natural herb-based nootropics and adaptogenics can help you deal with the stress so that you don't overreach yourself but again you don't necessarily want to rely on them all the time just work them through waves. So you're looking at context, and we're looking at what are you currently doing in your life. What do you currently need? Then we can supplement what we currently need for certain things. Like if you're having a really chill time, you certainly don't need to be supplementing caffeine for six cups of coffee. If you have just a normal everyday, I'm not gonna say job, a normal. If you have a period of time that's normal for you, why the fuck are you supplementing eight hundred milligrams of caffeine every day? You don't need that. Get yourself back to normal. Get yourself into a steady routine. And then when you need caffeine, you can utilize it and get the full effect of it. When you need adaptogens, you can utilize them and get the full effect of it. When you need these nootropics, you can utilize them and get the full effect of it. I'll use an example. Currently, I am going through Connor Harris's biomechanics course. Beforehand, I am giving myself pretty much every possible advantage that I can get with um, nootropic supplementation, with novelty, and all that kind of stuff, to try and learn as much of it as I can, because this is a particularly intensive period of time of learning. Once this course is done, I shan't be doing that no more, and I'll let myself return back to a state of normal. I'll let allostasis kick in and get myself back to a regular homeostasis. Otherwise, some of these things can... I don't want to say become uh, dependent because I've got no research on that. But my guess would be some of these things, if you take it for long enough at a high enough dose, it becomes your new normal. When you take it away, you feel like shit. Like caffeine withdrawal symptoms. If you have caffeine, six cups of coffee every single day uh, for six months, take the caffeine away all of a sudden, probably going to feel like shit. You won't feel great at the start. So phase it out if you need to but if you didn't rely on that caffeine in the first place you wouldn't have to. Uh I'm probably going to wrap this up here and there because I think we're on about 20 yeah we're on 23 minutes. I try not to keep these things over 25 minutes because that's you know it's the length of a dog walk or like a, the length of just a good car ride. So enjoy this. Take some supplements. Don't fuck caffeine. Uh don't put it in your bum. There's no point for a coffee enema. Bye.